Good evening, Kavasi families, and welcome to the Kavasi Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds, the sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. And this is your blue sheet report for today, the 5th of August. And just in case you were wondering, it was rainy again. It was rainy again. One of the stats that we have been putting together for this most unusual summer uh, is just the number of weeks since we turned on the sprinklers. The answer is that uh, it has been six weeks. Six weeks since we've had to turn on any sprinklers because we'd have very, very... Uh, regular blessings from above in the form of nice rainstorms. That happened today, and just like all the other times it has rained, this summer has been full. We've had a bunch of rainstorms. We've had very, very few thunderstorms, and so everybody just keeps right on rolling. That happened today just as much as it happened any other day, and so we had a wonderful... This was Rovers and Friends Day, which means we had Warriors. The 6th grade Warriors were here. Sachin 1 and 2 was here, but all of the Rovers were here, and if you ever want to just change... The emotional landscape of a place, I highly recommend flooding it with second, third, and fourth grade boys. That'll take care of, well, it'll make your blues go away. Let's just put it that way. So what did the Rovers and Friends do today on Rovers and Friends Day? Well, uh, it was a late breakfast. Reveille was at 8.30. Uh, breakfast was at 9 and 9.45. And then 9.45 to 10.30 was clean up. And then 10.35 to 11.10 was gold rush at the volleyball court. And Sachem keep away with the Warriors at the upper fields. 11.15 to 12.15 was the Beacon Relay and Dodgeball at the Cava Dome. And then the Warriors, 6th grade Warriors, did Kickball at Bluey Field and Open Tennis. Lunch and then Rest Hour. And then from 2.15 to 3.15, as you will no doubt see on the photos, was the Shaving Cream Fight. Which is really, you really have to just see the photos to believe it or to understand it. And then 3.15 to 5.15 was the tie-dye and the slip and slide uh, and at the Little Top Hill, excuse me, and then Lakeside. Then there was shower hour, flags, and dinner. And then there was an all-camp campfire today. That's right. It was the mid-session campfire. And that is the time when we get all of our boys back from their trips. Coos Canyon came back today. Whitewater rafting came back today. And everybody, everybody from the littlest second grader all the way up to our Sachem 2s, the six, 16-year-olds, excuse me, um, all told the stories of their trips. And that was pretty amazing. And, of course, we got to see the boys come home from their trips today, getting off the buses, really happy and shaking their heads in wonderment while they talked about how high the ledges were they jumped off of and how exciting the different things were, the different that they found gold, they find a crawfish, what it was like when their counselor fell out of the boat in the rapids, what it was like when James fell out of the boat in the rapids, he was swimming for a while today in the mighty Kennebec, and that was a whole story as well. And then right when we wanted it to, right when we needed it to, the rain abated, and it was evening time, and it was time to go down for the campfire, and the sky was pink, and the boys were excited because they were absolutely certain that Color War was going to break this evening. They were sure of it. There had already been a fake break. It wasn't a very good one. And they were sure this was the night. So anytime I did anything, I was eating my pizza and being accosted. Is that your pre-fake break pizza or your pre-color war pizza? Is it going to be tonight? It's going to be tonight. I know it is, Josh. It's going to be tonight. Isn't it going to be tonight? Hey, Josh, it's tonight color war. All that, all the time. Pretty much until I made them be quiet so they could sing songs at the campfire. That was that. And did it break? 
Well, I guess you'll find out after this break. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those times are my favorite times. This is what I saw today. I think there's two things I should tell you about. The first is just that a camp full of second, third, and fourth grade boys would just make you happy. That's certainly the case today. The mood was easy. It was funny. There's just a lot of rover-centered mischief in a good way, and the boys were really, really happy. Even though it was raining, or kind of in total denial of the fact that it was raining, everybody had a blast. Changed clothes a couple times because it got a little wet, and then it was the, everybody started coming home, and bit by bit, and arrival by arrival, Cobbacy returned to its normal fighting strength. And it was time for that campfire. Something you should know is that there are two Sachems this year. You already knew that from other podcasts. We have Sachem 1, who are the official Sachem of this year. And then there's Sachem 2, who were going to be the Sachem last year until we didn't have camp. So they're both official Sachem now. And so, uh, you know, you've got two Sachem classes. There have been a lot of rumors about there being two fake breaks, but there's never been two fake breaks. So, of course, that wasn't going to happen this time. So everyone's down at the campfire bowl tonight and they are excited and they're singing songs and telling stories about being at Coos Canyon and funny sleeping in the same tent you know together and what it was like to wake up next to the river next to the swift river and then there's the whitewater rafting and how there was you know they were in these Adirondacks and one of them had spiders and and so on and so forth and everybody's laughing and talking about how the food was really good, or we got to make our own sausages at Coos Canyon, and all those stories. And then it was time for a few of the slower songs. And then it turns out we had a few fireworks left over from the uh, from the fireworks from Carnival a few days ago. And so we taught everybody how to, to walk through the dark safely and go over, well, it was more like the gloom, the gloaming, over to the the waterfront and they all arranged themselves and they didn't quite notice that I had them separated by 10 feet to 15 feet. They're in these bands that was stretched across the hillside or maybe they did notice, but the little ones didn't. They sat down and they looked out over the water and there's just nothing to look at, but three waterfront staff members sitting on the far dock looking back at them. And then the warriors behind the rovers on a band and then the sachem of the council behind them and the sachem of the council this is not their first rodeo so they were immediately suspicious and standing the whole time uh, but they're also curious how is this going to play out and uh there's vans parked strategically around uh, for reasons the boys didn't i guess immediately notice and then it was time for the fireworks show and man it was underwhelming pretty much intentionally underwhelming. I got really bad fireworks. There's no extra fireworks. These are ones I just, I had gone curbside today and I asked him for the most underwhelming, sort of spittiest, you know, blitheriest little fireworks. And that's what I got. Like, it, you know, back in the day, there was the Saturn missile bases. I'm happy to tell you they still sell those. So there's a couple of those that just sound like angry bees. And then there's a, a couple of fountains that were, well, they were just underwhelming. Underwhelming. So, 
they went off and the kids started laughing at how bad the fireworks were and jeering at them. And then they noticed there were these two lights. One was uh, red and one was white coming towards them, one from each side. And they realized they were canoes and they were approaching slowly. And they started getting very nervous. And the immediately the warriors stood up and started like shifting in their, like a nervous horses, shifting in their spots, but just sort of talking to each other nervously. And then then the, the sachem were like, what is that? What is that light? What is that light? And the, the, the canoes pulled up to the dock and you could see this figure sort of amble out of the canoe in a really awkward way. And it turns out that person was wearing a moose head just as if it was someone's birthday. And that moose head um, stumbles onto the dock and it makes it a few more steps and, uh, and walks up and it, they have hatchets in their hands. Is, could they possibly have hatchets? The other moose headed figure it's not easy to walk with a moose head on by the way so stumbling is part of the deal they look a little bit addled but you know that's part of the it's part of the moose moose shtick regular moose kind of look addled if you ask me so they're going along and uh and they get close together and they they've suddenly brandished their hatches and they take their helmet their their moose heads off and what do you know it's jansen and jaybo two of the most po- uh, popular and excited excitable and exciting staff and they run forward and the kids go crazy and then there's cannons and everyone loses it that was the moment three cannons means color war they hear a cannon they hear another one there has to be a third one did anyone hear it no one knows they run up the hillside flashlights going it looks like a scene from et except you know multiply the kids by 40 and uh, and they all charge up to the the kaba dome and, and inside there's fake team names and the generals come in and everyone's losing their minds and they get all the Sachem line up, and it's time to announce the Sachem. And they announce the first one, and he's on the blue team, and the other one is a gray team. And they announce the third one, and he's on the red team, which is the judges. That doesn't make any sense. And everyone goes quiet for a second, a lot of furrowed brows. And then all the Sachem take off their shirts, and it says, fake break on their chests. It was a fake. It was the second fake break. Oh, man, the shock on the kids' faces was real. They totally thought this was the one. They got absolutely hoodwinked by the Sachem, which, by the way, does not really happen that often. And they couldn't believe it. They could not believe it. And they went back to their bunks, still shaking their heads. And tomorrow is another day. It is just another camp day. Color War is not here yet. It has not broken. It was a fake. It was a fake the whole time. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Yeah.